0: Hello, and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where we look at modern futurism through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is season one, episode nine, A Thousand Words with Courtney Brendel. Oh, we have such a fun episode for you today. We're talking to a professional gift maker.
1: My name is Courtney Brendel. I am an illustrator and designer. I uh, dabble a little bit in animation as well, especially like GIF
0: animations.
1: A professional GIF maker.
0: <laughs> if you didn't think that was a real job, well, I don't know what to tell you. Welcome to the future. That's half the fun of having this podcast. I didn't know it was a job either. But GIFs are an important communication tool. And we've got to learn all the skills we can.
1: I guess the singularity is happening in a few decades, you know. (laughs) Gotta
0: get ready. Courtney graduated from the Rhode Island School of Design and now lives in San Francisco where she designs GIFs, illustrations, and animations full-time. GIF stands for Graphics Interchange Format. GIFs are compressed image files that have a faster transfer time than a normal video file. The creators of the GIF insist that the proper pronunciation is with a soft j sound, like jif, peanut butter. But most people say gif, and we're gonna say it that way because Courtney does, and she's a full-time professional gif maker. <laughs> oh man, that's fun to say out loud. I would love to have that printed on a business card. <laughs> Although, I guess in the future, we don't print business cards. Maybe we'll just transfer each other gifts with our faces on them. But by then, instead of faces, we'll have QR codes or something. I'll be like, wow, you're so beautiful. Let me touch your squiggly lines of your QR face. (laughs) In this episode, Courtney talks about art and activism, using art to make tech more human, and of course, how to make a GIF. Courtney also touches on image and branding and the challenges of having multiple online personas the difficult idea of curating your real name self online. I love that she called it that. I'm quite curious about this concept of a real name self, so much so that my first book was titled, Your Full Real Name. It's absurd to me that we have to cling to a fixed and branded real name self, though we don't have much choice nowadays if we wanna live and work in the modern world. What I don't like about this narrative is that it implies that the version of yourself you are today is not only who and what you are and have been, but also who and what you will be. It takes a slice, a snapshot of a moment, and plays it on repeat, much like a gif. We'll be touching on this more in upcoming episodes, but for now, let's hear from Courtney on gif life.
1: Gif making is a difficult and touchy thing. I usually focus on something simple in whatever subject matter that I'm drawing or animating that would be the moving component and would therefore probably be the focus of the gift. When I'm creating something, I'll think, is this going to be a still image or a moving image? And if there's no real reason to make it move or make it animated, then you go with no, choosing the still image path this part will move this part will be static and how will that make me feel as a uh, viewer usually I will decide first whether I'm doing a fully frame by frame gif animation which means that every every frame of the animation I draw myself and I, I make a different drawing for that so if If I have like a looping five frame GIF, then I have five separate drawings for it. Or if I wanna make something that involves panning or smooth motion, essentially images rather than videos, because videos take a long time to load and buffer and use up a lot of data. GIFs can be a clip of a video even, but just looping. They tend to be more shareable. There's always problems with like embedding videos and web pages and sending them to people. But when you just have a simple, image file that can move it's a little bit simpler I would say a little bit more refined of course a lot of people have taken to you know making funny gifs and reaction gifs and stuff like that and that that's been a really interesting kind of culture and trend to follow over the years being someone that's like grown up you know saving funny gifs and then sending them to my friends and there's definitely like a humor and creative culture that comes out of that I spent a lot of time like online growing up. I I think just a lot of like online culture kind of bleeds into like who I am and I'm interested in kind of a few different um, areas of uh, art and design where illustration can be applied. I couldn't imagine doing work completely analog just because I, I see so much of what I do through a digital lens, probably the, the most common thing that I do is storyboarding. Whenever it's possible, it's great to get an image that you can personally craft or, or something that really accurately describes what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have someone to be able to draw exactly what you need is like a really important thing to have. So that's what I do with storyboarding. I'll be given like a rough script or a shot breakdown. You know, we, we want to show these types of things in our pitch. We want to show a narrative maybe, go through and draw these uh, rough, kind of sketchy frames, and those can go into presentations and add um, a visual element to what they need to talk about and present. I don't talk too much. I tend to listen to people more, and then they'll run down everything for me. I'll be like, okay, okay, cool. Um, We'll come back for a later meeting, and I'll just kind of show my boards, and I'll be like, here they are. And they're like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Like, Like, this is exactly what we're, you know, spent a half an hour trying to explain. But here you have it drawn out in like 10 boards and you don't really even need to say anything because everyone can just kind of look at it and you get it. So I tend to talk more, I guess, through my work and just let it speak for itself. There's more opportunity now, I think, for art. To exist within a tech space, there's originally a push for really clean and crisp and futuristic looking programs, UI technology. But now I think people want to get back to something that is relatable, welcoming, something that's enjoyable to look at in a sense, something that isn't so focused on crisp design and bringing an element of hand-drawn artistry. I use Google Calendar on my phone. You scroll through the months. Each time you go past a different month, there'll be like little banner illustration, and the illustration will coincide with the month in terms of weather. The April one is maybe there's someone in a, um, someone holding a umbrella and in January or February there's like a snowy scene, humble illustration in a sense that breaks up the otherwise crisp and clean UI of a calendar. So that kind of brings in a homey relatable aspect to the calendar that I find really interesting and and I would like to see more of that adopted in tech as well. I love clean and functional design as the next person but I'd I'd love to see some different voices and variety as well. In tech, will be or should be a fusion of making things human and relatable, and enjoyable, as well as creating clarity for like the human part. I think that that's something that especially like a lot of like corporations, tech or not, are trying to tap into. You know, everyone wants to get away from like industrial corporation type of personalities and get down to you know I'm just like you art is an easy way to bring in that kind of voice slowly people are coming to realize that and hopefully incorporating more art into <laughs> tech and business in that sense and then as as far as clarity you can you know write or say a whole like a ton of stuff but you could convey the same thing in just an image. Pictures worth a thousand words. Showing things visually through art or conveying concepts is a really effective way of both informing people and teaching people things. <laughs> it really is its own language. Nothing is ever just fleeting online. Anything that I might share in a digital realm could be saved and shared by other people. For for better or for worse, there's a sense of responsibility for what you post. It, it could always be remembered or even, like, memorialized. I tend to leave experiments or, or more, like, personal things offline. I only tend to share things that I'm confident in and show an image of the, like, person that I want to be. Like, as a teenager online I would have like a separate online name that's you know not tied to my real name or anything that would be oh, like my little online persona in a sense and I would find like a small community of other people that I knew and stuff like that but then especially as I was gearing up like through college and knowing that you know I need to get my name out there my real name as a real person like I, I can't just adopt one of these online personalities in a sense and be like a separate person. Um, I would need to curate my real name self. It's it's a tough economy to work in, um, and a lot of artists are underpaid. And I think that you know, art is a very you know valid career path, and because we're doing art and not I don't know service or tech work or whatever other work. Um, You should still be paid a living wage. A lot of people are underpaid, I know. Balancing out the economic issues that uh, that a lot of artists face, I think that would be one thing that I would like to change or, or see improved upon. To be able to create things for a living and be able to provide for myself independently is... I guess, my overarching goal. And I I think I'm achieving that so far, luckily. So hopefully I can keep that up. (laughs) The artist community that I, like, find myself both in and, you know, looking up to, um, a lot of people are activists. A lot of people who do uh, editorial pieces um, for articles and such, illustrations or other visuals to accompany articles, and it just, like, heightens the you know, emotion in these kinds of things that, like, you know, spread, you know, news and raise awareness and stuff. People are drawn to imagery, and people are drawn to art. Anything to really, like, capture attention and imagination in that sense, um, anything there will, you know, help, you know, push a message forward. The future is both tomorrow and a 100 years from now, and I think we, you know, need to consider our actions and work both in the present and like immediate future as well as far out and I think we just have to try to work to make it the best that we can make it.
0: Well, that was great. And thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the show. If you'd like to see some of her work, you can check out CourtneyBrendel.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Quarters, Q-R-T-R-S, or on Twitter at courtdraws. We have a live show coming up on the evening of Saturday, January 19th at the Hollywood Halls in Southeast Portland, Oregon. Our variety show is inspired by the Chautauquas of the 19th and early 20th centuries, where people from all walks of life came together to experience education, entertainment, and culture for the whole community, with speakers, teachers, musicians, and entertainers. The link for tickets is up on our website, futureprairie.com. Future Prairie is sponsored by Square. Square helps millions of entrepreneurs run their businesses with secure credit card processing and point-of-sale solutions. A number of our artists are using Square to sell prints, books, and merch. Find out more and get free processing on up to $1,000 in sales at squareup.com forward slash i forward slash future time. Our music was mixed by DJ X Carlisa X, a femme Afro house DJ based in New Orleans. You can hear a selection of her work at soundcloud.com forward slash X. To the future! To, to the, the
1: future! future.